0: Amen. Thanks, guys. You know, today is uh, a milestone for those who are coming to be confirmed in Christ. These youth that are uh, getting confirmed and baptized probably don't quite understand the significance of this day, but my hope is that they will look back on this day and remember. So... Where are my students this morning that are getting confirmed and baptized? If you would stand, if you're here in this service. Okay, we've got, got them sitting around. So congregation, y'all look around. You can see where they are. And I need to know where they are too so I can uh, preach to them this morning. Y'all can sit down. Y'all be praying for them this morning as well. You know, I, I actually remember... When I was confirmed and baptized, I was 11 years old. It was June 14th, 1981, and I knelt at the altar at my church. Right next to me was Sammy Zinzer. We both were baptized together that morning, and I still have that image in my mind from so many years ago. It's a milestone moment on our journey of faith in Jesus. And it is my prayer that each of these students would understand a little deeper the significance of this day, that it will be a marker on their journey of faith that they can look back on even for the rest of their lives. That's my prayer. And as the backdrop for this uh, Confirmation Sunday, I'm going to be using the familiar text from Joshua. And the story of Joshua is a powerful one. Uh, And I want to remind you of this story. Remember Joshua? Joshua? before we get to Joshua though we're going to have to go back even a little further we're going to go back to the book of Exodus and the man named Moses remember how Moses was chosen by God and Moses uh, and God told Moses to go to Pharaoh in Egypt uh, to let the people of Israel who were in slaves go they'd been in slavery for 400 years and Moses was going to be their deliverer and so through the plagues and all the events that take place, Moses uh, lets the people go. Uh, Pharaoh finally lets them go and they, they leave Egypt and they're going out into the wilderness and they have to cross through the Red Sea and, and God parts the sea as they pass through on d- dry land and then the sea swallows the Egyptian army. And as they go out into the desert, he gives them, remember, the Ten Commandments and the law and he reminds them that he's taking them from slavery, delivering them from slavery to be a kingdom of priests. A kingdom that was blessed to be a blessing. A people who guide others to be in relationship with Jesus. That is our calling. We are called to be a kingdom of priests. And I want to, I want to stop and just remind us of that. Each of us, in our baptism is called to be a kingdom of priests, a disciple, a follower of Jesus. God wanted to transform those Israelites from slaves to priests. That took some time. And after they received the law and the commandments, they are to go into the promised land, remember, and to take control of it. So Moses, as they're getting ready to go into the promised land, he sends out 12 spies to go out into the promised land to spy out the land. Remember that? Joshua was one of those spies. Caleb was another one as well. And as they came back from the land, uh, 10 of the spies say this. We're not able to go up against those people there are giants in that land. They are strong and mighty, and they have a great army. They are more powerful than we are. We won't survive if we go up against them. The, the people of that land were stronger and bigger. And the, the Israelites, those 10 spies, they looked at them and said, there's no way we can succeed. But there were two men who disagreed, Caleb and Joshua. And the text says that they actually tore their clothes in grief, and angst, because they were so upset with what those 10 had to say. See, because they knew and trusted the promise of God that he would provide for them, even though they were weaker than the people they were going to fight. They had faith in the God who gave them the promise, you were going to take this land. So Joshua, one of the faithful who said yes, and you know what you know what Caleb and Joshua said? we find this in the book of numbers let's let's put that scripture up on the screen here from the book of numbers you ready there we go numbers 1490 Caleb and Joshua only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land for they are no more than bread for us their protection is removed from them and the Lord is with us do not fear them that verse is a milestone verse for many reasons. It is where Caleb and Joshua took a stand against everyone else. They were the only ones who wanted to do what God called them to do. The other 10 spies said it couldn't be done. Conformance. I want you to hear that. I want you to hear that. Sometimes in your life, you have to take a stand and it's not gonna be popular. But if you know what God has called you to do, then you know that God is with you. It's not going to be easy. No, but it's the right thing to do. And I want you to remember that. Caleb and Joshua took a stand and said, no, do not rebel against, the God, against God because God will provide. They stood on the promise of God. This, this verse is also a milestone for me. Uh, this is the verse i was reading when god called me to ministry see because what happened when i felt the call of god i was afraid i was scared what would what would my friends say what would my parents say you know people might laugh at me they might not understand i was afraid of the giants of the land but that's when god gave me this verse he said only do not rebel against me, and do not fear the people of the land. I want you to remember that. It was a milestone for Joshua and Caleb. But what did the people vote to do? They voted not to go into the land. So God declared that the whole nation would wander in the desert for 40 years until they all died off and only their children would inherit the land. But hear this, Caleb and Joshua were spared because of their faithfulness, Caleb and Joshua got to go into the promised land. Now they still had to wander with the rest of the people for 40 years. In fact, after Moses died, Joshua became the leader of the people of God. And he guided them to take the promised land and he led them throughout his life. And as Joshua was getting old and about to die, he gathered all of Israel And reminded them of the promises of God. Check this out. This was the verse that we we read uh, earlier from Joshua. Joshua gathers all of the leaders together in the city of Shechem. And they have this great ceremony. And in this ceremony, he's reminding them of what God has done for them. It's that time of remembrance. And he retells the story of how God had called their ancestor Abraham. Abraham. So here they are, they're they're in Shechem and, and, and Joshua's reminding the people, he says, I want you to go all the way back to Genesis chapter 12 when God called Abraham, who was at that time named Abram and he said, I wanna make a covenant with you and I wanna be in relationship with you and I'm going to choose you and I want you to leave your home and go to this new country And so Joshua is reminding them of this covenant that God made with Abraham, that he would be their God and he would bless them. And in that blessing, they were called to bless the entire world, right? Remember that? Students, I want you to understand this. Today in your confirmation is a reminder of the covenant that God has made with you. That God has made a covenant with you. He has invited you to be a part of his promised land, his kingdom, that he will be your God and bless you so that you can be a blessing for the whole world. You are being blessed so that you can be a kingdom of priests. This ceremony that Joshua is leading, it's the climax of the book of Joshua, and and it kind of summarizes his career. And the people recommit their lives to God, and they make a covenant with each other to obey God. That's what we're doing today, church. We're recommitting ourselves. We're reminding ourselves of this covenant and we're covenanting with each other and with God again. Now, why did they gather in the city of Shechem? Shechem, have you, ever, have you ever heard of Shechem before? You might not remember the significance of Shechem, but it's a milestone place for the Israelites. Again, if we turn back to Genesis chapter 12, when God calls Abraham to leave his homeland and go into the promised land, the first place that Abraham arrives and where God speaks to him is at Shechem. Let's read what Genesis says. When they had come to the land of Canaan, the promised land, Abram, who was to be named Abraham, passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak of Morah, At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your offspring, I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. This is a milestone moment. Before, God had spoken to Abraham and now he travels a great distance and finally arrives in the promised land and God speaks to him again. And so Joshua, in his reminder is reminding them that this is the place where Abraham, their ancestor, had encountered God and told him of the covenant so many hundreds of years earlier. And Abraham had built an altar there to remind him of that covenant, to remind him that that God spoke to him here in Shechem. And so Joshua Is reminding them of that milestone moment. He says, Don't forget, don't forget, this is where it all started, right here in Shechem. This is where that promise started being fulfilled as Abraham walked from his land to this new land. And here in Shechem, where it all started, Joshua draws a line in the sand. Joshua draws a line in the sand. He stands before the people and he says, This, now therefore, revere the Lord and serve him in sincerity. And in faithfulness, put away the gods that your ancestors served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Now, if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. He is telling the people, you have to choose. You can choose any god you want to serve. But you have to choose. Today, confirmation is your day of choosing. Before this day, it has always been your parents' choice. Today, you're growing up into a young man or woman of God, and it is your choice. I know your parents want to choose for you. It's your choice. You have to choose. Are you going to serve other gods? or the one true God. It's your decision. Joshua says, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Confirmance, today is the milestone day where you will say you will serve the Lord. Now this isn't the only day you will make that decision. You have to make that decision every day of your life. We're on a journey of faith and each of us has to decide if we will follow Jesus and do his will. Some days are better than others. I will readily admit that. Some days will be better than others. But I remind you that God gave you a covenant promise. He wants to save you, and he desires for you to be in relationship with him. He wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing to others. That is the call. So back to our story of Joshua. He draws a line in the sand, basically, and he says, Choose, you have to choose. And at the end of this elaborate ceremony where all the leaders are gathered in Shechem and they're a reminder of the story and the covenant of God, you know what they do next? They literally set up a milestone, a stone of remembrance. Let me read you the text. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and made statutes and ordinances for them at Shechem. Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God and he took a large stone and he set it up there under the oak in the sanctuary of the Lord. They set a large stone in Shechem to be a reminder of the covenant and of the promise they made to each other and the promise they made to God. Let me show you a picture. This is a stone in Shechem that was discovered in the 1920s by archaeologists. It's an ancient stone that dates back thousands of years. Many archaeologists believe this is the actual memorial stone. That Joshua set up so many centuries ago. We're not for sure, but it's a reminder. The stone is a witness to the promise of God, just as this day is a witness. We are witnessing the promise of God being born in you, confirmants. I pray that you rejoice in this milestone as we, your church family, rejoice with you. Let us pray we thank you, oh God, for this day that we rejoice in, this milestone day, and we pray that you would continue to move in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen.